0: Okay, so we are on page 40, and what we are up to... Oh, so he's continuing with this concept of what the lazy person, what the, the self-justifications that we make for ourselves and how we, we sort of start going down a, a different path just because we're too lazy, and then we convince ourselves, that, no, 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 this is actually the right path to go down to. And it's not that we're lazy, it's that we made the smart, logical decision that this is the correct thing to do. However, if you question the indolent person, will answer you with numerous quotations from the sages and from scripture, and with intellectual arguments that permit him in accordance with his faulty reasoning to be lenient and allow him the comfort of his indolence. And he fails to see that these arguments and explanations are not derived through balanced reasoning. Rather, they originate from his indolence, whose domination over him influences his mind and his intellect regarding them. This is a, a critical part of Musar movement that would have brought to the world, the, the self-development movement, in, in Judaism. What it brought to the world is the concept of our subconscious mind, right? Now, we didn't call it the subconscious mind. What we call it is the, the Yetzir Hara, right? But in truth, they're really very similar, right? So what we're talking about over here is the fact that whenever we're making decisions in life, we're always influenced by tremendous amounts of things. Some of them we recognize and some of them we don't recognize. And it's critical to be aware that being lazy is one character trait that can lead to very bad things in the sense of it will convince you that what you're doing is not just because, it's not because you're lazy, it's rather' because you're you're very busy and you're and it's and super important to do what you're doing without recognizing that of course you have a confirmation bias to try to figure out how the path of least resistance is actually the path that will get you to the most results. Now why do you think that because you have this initiative, not not the uh, lack of initiative that is influencing you to decide to be lazy. And since you have that in your mind, that will end up influencing you to make the wrong decisions. And not only that, convince yourself that this is the correct thing to do. This in turn prevents him from listening to the voice of the wise and to men of sound reasoning. This is what King Solomon cries out about in Proverbs. The indolent person is wiser in his own eyes than the seven sages who sit before the king. His indolence doesn't even give him the opportunity to ponder the words of those who rebuke him. Rather, he considers them all to be misguided and foolish, he alone being wise, right? So when, you, when you're lazy, it gets you to a point at which you're, you're not even willing to accept the possibility that perhaps you're wrong. You're convinced that this is the best thing to do, and this is the only, only path that you can possibly take, but you're convinced that the reason why this is the only path you can take is purely logical reasoning, pure justifications, right? I, I, I don't want to get political here, but in many places in America, it did not shut down fast enough. And, and it's coming out more and more now that a lot of the reasons why places didn't shut that quickly enough is because they had a confirmation bias to say, let's not scare the populace. Let's ensure that the economy goes on for as long as is necessary. And they were ignoring the experts. They were ignoring the doctors in the field, people in positions of power. And I'm not getting political here, and, and it's on both sides. It's, not, it's not, not limited to Republicans, not limited to Democrats. People in a position of power, the path of least resistance is very enticing. And to tell a governor, to tell a mayor, to tell a president to shut down the country, they have a confirmation bias to say, no, it's in my best interest to make sure that this economy is well-oiled and keeps on going smoothly. And therefore, they were ignoring the experts on all levels of government in this country. And that, that comes from a confirmation bias. That comes from not being able to look at the situation purely objectively. You should also know that there's a very important and tested rule that relates to abstinence from evil every leniency needs to be examined. Although it may appear reasonable and sound, the chances are that the machinations of the evil inclination are behind it. What's he referring to here? He's referring to here, when it comes to the halachic question, there's many, many times there is the ability for a rabbi to afford something called a leniency, right? In other words, maybe the letter of the law would seem to indicate to be stringent over here, but given a certain set of circumstances, perhaps in this case, it would be okay to be lenient. Now, what happens is, once again, path of least resistance. Very often, you start getting this, um, This this your thought is you want to be lenient before you even approach the question. So instead, you no longer have an objective viewpoint because you're looking from the beginning, how do I find a leniency? When in truth, that's not the way that anybody should ever approach a question. You should never approach a question and not remain open-minded because then you're not really approaching a question. Then you came with an answer and then you figured out how to slap the answer into your question, right? Really, you should approach any question in life completely open-minded to both sides. But that's not what's going to happen if you're looking for the leniency. Now, leniencies are important, right? The Talmud tells us that to be lenient is a greater quality than to be stringent, right? It takes a certain level of depth, right? And understanding. But it shouldn't be done just out of a desire to be lenient for the sake of being lenient, because that's the path of least resistance. That would not be successful. That would not be helpful. Therefore, one must subject it to many analyses and investigations. If it passes all these tests, then surely it is good. In summation, a person needs great reinforcement to strengthen himself and persevere with alacrity in the fulfillment of the mitzvot. This will be accomplished when he throws off the lethargic indolence that restrains him. Note also. that the angels were extolled for this positive virtue. As it says about them in Psalms, those courageous in strength who do his bidding to obey the voice of his word. And it says, and the creatures, the angels, run back and forth like a streak of lightning. And although a person is just a person and not an angel, and he cannot attain the level of angelic valor, he should try his best to bring himself closer to the elevation of the angels. As David and David says, ever grateful for his portion, says in Psalms, I hasten and I did not delay to keep your mitzvot. Okay, that's the end of chapter six, the virtue of alacrity. Let's get started with the elements of alacrity. Now he's gonna, remember, everything that he does in the author is always breaking things down into systems and everything is broken down into different categories and to as many small discrete units as possible to help make things as easy to understand, right? And then he's gonna afterwards look for the unity in everything but first you try to break things down to their their most basic elements. And if you understand everything on its most basic level, then it's a lot easier to compare, to contrast, to actually get a deep understanding of what you're dealing with. So the elements of alacrity. Alacrity consists of two elements. One that relates to the period prior to the commencement of a deed, and the other that relates to the period that follows the commencement of a deed. The former means that prior to the commencement of a mitzvah, a person must not delay its performance. so you have an opportunity to do something. Don't say, I'm going to push off doing it at all. That should never be done. And that's what what we've been talking about until now, the alacrity in saying, if I have an opportunity, I'm going to seize the moment. Rather, when its time arrives, or when the opportunity for its fulfillment presents itself, or when it enters his mind, he must react speedily, without delay, to seize the mitzvah and to do it. He must not procrastinate at this time, for no danger is graver than this. Every new moment can bring with it some new hindrance to the fulfillment of the good deed. Our sages of blessed memory awaken us to this truth. In reference to King Solomon's coronation, David said to Binayahu, and you should take him down to Gihon. And Binayahu responded, Amen, should be with the eternal's consent. They of blessed memory said, Rabbi Pinchas asked in the name of Rabbi Hanan of Chippori, but hasn't it already stated? A son will be born to you, David. He will be a man of peace, a reference to Solomon. We therefore deduce from here, that Benayo's response implies that many impediments may yet arise between here and Gichon. so in other words the question that the sages are asking is when David says to Benayo take him down to Gichon to coronate him right so he says okay it should be with Hashem's help and the question is why does he need to say it should be with Hashem's help we already know that this is what Hashem desires because King David has already been notified that King Solomon is going to be the next king after him. And in addition, Benio wants to do this, and David wants to do this. So why does he have to say with Hashem's help? So the sages teach us in Bereshit Rabbah, which is one of the earliest midrash, collections of midrash, that Benio's response said that there could be many things that are going to arise. I don't even know what they are yet, but there's always obstacles in our way, right? And the question is, what happens when those obstacles come? We're going to need Hashem's help to pass them. But when those obstacles come, we have to take that opportunity and not, not let that obstacle end up being something that stops us from fulfilling the mitzvah properly, but rather take it and continue on with our original intent to do whatever it is that we were planning on doing. In this case, to have the coronation of King Solomon down at the Yichon. Okay, take care, everyone. Be well. Good to see you.